They say that in the case of mysterious deaths, the first 48 hours are critical. If investigators don't make a breakthrough in that time, the chances of resolving the case are greatly diminished. But what if you don't make a breakthrough in the first 48 hours or the first 48 days? What if you don't make a breakthrough in 48 years? Welcome to the mysterious case of Fred the Head and one of the UK's most baffling unsolved crimes. Episode 5 Beyond the Grave Now, I come from a scientific background. I prefer to use logic and reasoning and deduction as the best method to solve any problem. So when it comes to the subject of mediums, the unexplained, the paranormal, it's a closed book to me. I have a hard time really understanding it. I've never used psychics myself, and I have a tendency to think of people who practice those arts as misguided or even downright fraudulent. However, when I'm so far down this particular rabbit hole, and when I see a headline in the Burton Mail saying, man claims to speak to Fred the Head from beyond the grave, what am I supposed to do? I'm certainly not going to ignore it. So with a sense of trepidation, I stepped through the curtain into a subject I knew nothing about. I tracked him down, a guy called Ian Griffiths. So I asked him to come along to the office and record an interview. This was long before the lockdown. Now the challenge with an interview of this nature is that it is very difficult to approach the subject as a neutral. People are either totally convinced of the ability of people to commune with the dead or completely dismiss it. In the past, I would count myself amongst the latter. But I tried my best to stay neutral, as when you're dealing with a case that has virtually no evidence for 50 years, you can't afford to be anything else. So this podcast is that interview. Please approach it with the same open mind that I try to do and form your own conclusions. Now, it's worth reiterating. This is not the testimony of an eyewitness. And sometimes in this conversation, it almost sounds like it is, but it's not. And I ask questions as if it's an eyewitness, and maybe I shouldn't. It's simply one person's view on what happened and one person's view on the characters involved. But let's start with a recording. Now, this is a recording that Ian made at his home when he was communicating with Fred. Ian can be clearly heard, and there is some kind of static response that you hear as well. Now, I have no idea what to make of it, but I'll let you form your own conclusions. The man they call Fred, who was killed in Burton on Trent, are you with me now? <laughs> Did you pass away on the grounds where you were found? So I'm here with Ian Griffiths. Welcome, Ian. Intrigued to know a little bit more about your involvement with Fred the Head, or Fred the Head's involvement with you, I guess is a 
better way of describing it. So what, what I'd like to do initially is just understand in a bit more detail the story as has been told to you through Fred's visitations yeah. to you. How does it appear? Does it is it in your mind? Is it literally orally? It you, is a figure. You can literally see it. I've seen them since we're a child and you can see the figure. You can yeah. physically you, see something. Yeah, you can see definitely see a figure of a person. And the way they communicate is that orally over the years when you see, once you just start developing your psychic bits you, you first you'll probably see the spirit but can't hear yeah and things build up then you'll start hearing yeah. hearing things and then you'll start sensing things more everything just builds up with like practice and um yeah development it's, it's just cool but okay but so when fred was talking to you mm. was he literally talking to you as i'm talking to you now Some, yeah you can okay. hear it in your head in your ears my my strong one is my right ear. <laughs> okay, so you, you, just, you just think like that all the time. Think, oh, no. But at, at very first, when you start opening up, you're there, and it is like the things on telly. Like it all comes at once in the ear. All these voices you go, oh wow, here we go. And you just ask your guards, you go, can you sort this all this like that? Because I can't understand. <laughs> Form an orderly queue. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it's like. Yeah. So you okay. say just one at a time, please. And wow. You okay. guys just sort things out for you. So now we've got Fred. Um, he's, so he starts to describe initially where he was found, and, yeah. and then that develops into the kind of narrative of what yeah. happened. So could you kind of take us through this? First bit of conversation we found, he was, he was doing the talking. He was telling me where he was found and he was put, and why sort of things happened. And then, and then he went... I thought he was probably getting upset. Then they come back when they want to come back. It's probably a day, a couple of days. But he came back the next day, and you and you start having the conversation like we are now, and you just get little bits from him, and so you write everything down what he tells you. He'll give you parts of something, mm. and you just link them up, and you think right, that's you go through what you've taken, like to repeat back to him, and he'll either nod or the story as he told you. Mm -hmm was well you, you tell me the, inf the information i got at first in a psychic thing you get pictures in your head or a video played and he took me to the house where it was in burton where he lived he, he did say that he lived there for three months he came down but i couldn't understand where he came from but he said he came down mm, he must have gone. i was really thinking that after a while i thought it was scotland in the end because whether recording i feel that scottish tone in the in the recording wow you can you can you can hear that he'd been living in in, in lodgings in, in lodgings in Burton but he come down on his own did he describe why he came down was it I think it was more for work than okay anything I, got, I can't see him having any family where he was from because nobody's reported for him is missing or so I think no. he was just a, a lonely man on his own really that came down here to work so he lives in this house in George Street. George Street, yeah. Do you get a picture of that house then? I mean, are uh, you you're able to describe that? To give you an image in the head or sort of a replay of... It was not sort of like a back room. So you don't see the outside of the house? No, I've just, I'm inside. What you, vision they give me? They give yeah. me a picture of the, inside the house. Okay. Near the back, the back room. 
so and I could see like it led to the garden and things like that. I could see a door leading to the back hall yeah and, and the window looking out to the garden it was yeah. it, this was night time when I put this vision up and was it, is it night time it's not in the vision yeah in the vision as well okay and Fred was on the floor it was it was kneeling on a big red carpet on the floor it was so bright you could see the red carpet because he was like in the center of it I knew there was four people in there standing up but I could only see mainly two of them mm. but I knew there was four in there I couldn't really see the other describe those people the main one that I put down at first as I'm looking through into the back room to my right at the top corner there was a there was a man six foot tall maybe a little bit tall with dark wavy hair but took back mm. and he, he looked like he had a leather jacket on and je dark jeans and Okay. And it, he was drinking. You could tell he was drinking Carlin beer, and and they were you know smoking. They was all like laughing at him on the floor. And how old was he? He was about nineteen, twenty, somewhere around there. So he was a young man. Yeah, he was young, a young man. Young yeah. Man. And there was a, another young, a younger lad opposite him in the opposite corner. But he he was he had fair air, but he was frightened of what was going on. How could how could you tell? You that? could tell the way you're standing, like going. Um, he was saying no 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 leave him leave him okay. and he was sort of going like covering his hands up with his face and yeah it's like he knew I could see him I thought he knew I was there but I, don't, okay. I wasn't sure but he kept covering his face up going and getting angry with himself or maybe he was scared I yeah that's probably what he was involved with mm. do you get the impression that the guy with the black hair and the leather yeah. jacket was the main perpetrator Pain, but yeah I think so yeah I think the other three, that I say I could, I could feel four in the room, standing, but I can only see two. But I knew, I felt there was four in the room. I was standing at the door, and you can see him sort of feel another one behind this wall, and another one over here. They didn't really stand out as much as them two. Why was he attacked at all? I have a feeling he was seeing somebody, a woman there. And that's why I have the feeling he came down in her socks. It's not. It's just one of those things that you think, oh, run down to the loo or something, because it might have been an outside loo. Or when he, he came down and bumped into these, I think it was just a family member of the man in the dark. I don't think he was happy in being there. Do we think this residence hmm. was the home of the girl he was seeing? I think yes. I not think. Fred. Or no, we think Fred lived there I, too. I, I think Fred lodged there, yeah. but he wasn't happy. Um, then, then something must have gone on between the girl there, or yeah. and I don't think her brother or somebody wasn't happy with it. And do we think that that house was mm. home to both Fred mm -hmm. and the girl he was seeing? I think so, yes. A very strong connection that I think so, yeah. And he was staying there, yeah. He, he maybe was staying there, but not officially in a relationship no. with this girl but ended up in a relationship yeah, yeah. with this girl I think that's what that's what he's given over here okay so the the guy with the black hair mm -hmm. felt that this, this relationship wasn't right yeah. he had some link with the girl as well her family so yeah that, her boyfriend no or? not not as I think anyway yeah okay it was like one of the moments where he gives you so much and goes and you think oh, yeah, yeah. now you mentioned earlier you can describe the room you can yeah, describe just, the just, wallpaper yeah. and stuff. 
in the fireplace there. there all tell, these things, tell me more about I'll, the room. I've got on the walls that the, it was like grey, grey leafy patterns on the wall. And the, the, then it was an old grey, like 60s fireplace, you know, the old um, tiled one. Yeah. And one of them. But um, then it had a big red carpet, but you could see the, the wooden floors underneath it. You could tell there was wooden underneath it. So the floorboards, it was exposed floorboards. Yeah, around the, the edges. With a, with a large red carpet yeah, in the middle. Yeah, over, over it, yeah. There wasn't really much in there. There's like a picture. But it's bare, a quite a bare room. Yeah. So Fred's lying down. Yeah, he's curled up. But he's like on the floor, Kurt. Because by the time I got there, I think he was it before that. Sort of, I turned up. But when you say hit, had he been, he wasn't dead? No, he wasn't dead then, no. Definitely okay. not. Had he been wounded or? I think he was it then, because you could tell on face like bruising. But as I was in there at one point, the man in the dark, pulled a flick knife and just it um, after he'd been in the ribs there because he was whilst I were looking at him he was on the floor mm. I was looking from misdirection and mm. the man came round and stabbed him with this knife that's when this fair haired one panicked more Fred's on the ground mm -hmm. in the not defending himself no. he's lying on the ground no. the guy with the black hair and the leather jacket mm -hmm. takes a flick knife yeah. from his pocket yeah releases the blade mm. presumably it, it, so by the time I seen it it was out anyway the yeah. blade and then leans over him yeah and, and simply in the, in the side here just once yeah just once he was just like quick and that in mm. his right side yeah in his rib so the rib cage of his right yeah. side mm -hmm. so what happens then he did that a couple of times and when you say a couple of times you stab him a couple yeah of times. he did something then he did that then he laughed he was laughing at him and things yeah. like that on the floor and then he, he went again. I think it got a bit emotional. I say. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You just, you just, you just, you just Where we're talking about where this was happening, mm -hmm. 56 George Street, yeah. it's some distance away from where he was found. Is anything revealed in terms of how he moved from point A to point B? I knew they had a vehicle, but I wasn't sure because it was like a gap. You know what happened in the house, and you go to the bit where finished him off really so you do you think he was alive when he got there? I think when he got to that place where the, he was found kicking him while he, while I seen him there and he just went down like that protect himself and they just sort of I, I reckon they knocked him out by then because you can you can see things where they hit because sometimes yeah. you turn off yourself because you don't want to see it yeah there's, there's things in this thing you think I don't want to see that yeah so you put it yourself then they just left him there because it was cold it felt cold and wet and raining and I think he yeah. just died from his wounds and things yeah. overnight because he was yeah. naked then, he was naked he? then yeah because well, I think he came from upstairs from from the girls room and he came down to nip to the toilet out, 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 out the back so when you saw him in the house he was mm -hmm. naked then yeah he was naked then yeah he grabbed the girl's socks and shoved them on because you know I think I'd nip him downstairs because it's cold and wet and so they take him somehow to hmm. the place where, to where he's buried. But I think they knew where they was going anyway. I think they'd been around that area before. Because it's not an accessible area, no, is it? No, it's not, no. It's really inaccessible. It's like they went and they knew where they were going because they'd been around there before. So the reason he was deposited there was that he, that these guys knew... I think they knew where they were going. They were, it was I don't think they, were the, they planned to do it that night. I think it was just one of those things that they all put taken there because nobody goes down there. Oh, there's, a, there's a mill close, isn't there? Yeah, there was. I, yeah. I, 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 I've never been down there yet. Not, Burton Flannel. But there was, I got a feeling they all worked there. But something kept linking me back to this mill. 
about the and I asked uh, if he if they were and they said yeah all were there okay so I think the one with the the jacket and the one with the fair head one and this Fred might have worked there you think Fred might have worked there I think so as well so you reckon he might have been moved in a car then uh, there must have been some transport from the house to there yeah it's a long walk naked is he now I don't mean now I mean what's the last kind of conversation you had with him and what's the last kind of type of conversation you've had with him are you coming with me today if you're getting as intrigued as I am about this case good I need your help and here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered to your phone tablet or computer by subscribing on iTunes Stitcher Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. Now, back to the story. He's never done anything as convenient to say his name is... No, not yet. John Smith. No. You're hoping I'm, for... I'm just waiting for the name. I'm not very good with names. Sometimes you get them, and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Sorry, on the names thing. He, he introduced himself as Alan. Alan. Alan, that was... A, that's all he said, Alan. When we had that original conversation, <laughs> the house, 56 George Street. Now... I went to George Street, yeah. and I was having a look on George Street on terms of the old censuses, and I can't find a 56 George Street. I don't know, I've just come up with that address, I've never been myself. Now George Street is mm-hmm. in a part of town, mm-hmm. it's right next to the train station, Yeah. a lodging area, yeah. quite likely. Mm that kind of neck of the woods because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's close to the tra- train station it's right yeah. in the middle of town it's one of the older part of towns but George Street's quite a little street I know. can walk through but, but never know the name of the road yeah it's, it's, it's right it's, it's off station street mm-hmm. so old buildings around there yeah some of which could well have been lodging mm. places but not many houses and there no. weren't many houses there's a 56 George Street in Swadlingco yeah I but know there's George. no 56 no. George Street in Burton. A couple of things I just want to tidy up. In terms of Fred, did you get the impression his age at the time it all kind of happened? Just a sense of his age. He was, he was younger in his 20s, 30s time, in between there. I got in between 20s and 30s. Probably slightly older than the people yeah. who were yeah. attacking him. Mm. Okay. He was a very thin man. Was he? Mm. I mean, do you get a clear vision of him? Yeah, as he stands here. Does he? Is he there now? Mm. Describe him to me. He is still naked. He's still, he is still naked there. Okay. That's how he comes. So, but he covers himself up. So, how tall is he? He's right here to me. So, he's about, yeah. your, about your height? Yeah. Is, so, is, about 5'8? Mm. He's got short hair. Yeah. What colour? I've got a fair. I've always got the fair air with him. Fair, blonde, fair, Fair-ish. ginger, it's fair. It's sort of strawberry blondy colour. Very, very light ginger if it's like that, isn't it? And thin. He is thin. He's still got the marks. What marks? With the tidy. Okay. Where are the marks? There. On there. both wrists? I can see the red. I, what I can see now from him, I can yeah. see the redness. But I've never noticed it before that today he's shown me the mark. He's shown me the thingy now down in the stabbing. Okay, and how many are there? Three. Okay. And where are they? It's on like the body? 
rifting gear and one there, one bit down here. So there's, like, there's two, two there through his ribs and one there and one lower. Yeah. So this is new information for me actually as it stands here. Light ginger hair, five foot eight, thin. He's got marks on his wrists where where mm. they've tied. I can see, I can see him now. But this is new to me. He's showing me That's now. That's correct. And three stab marks. Hmm. All made by the same knife. Yeah. It's weird for people think you talk to yourself. Don't you talk to yeah. uh, But this eye now, because see your black eye and nose bleeding now. So that's a black eye on his left side. Yeah. I feel like we got it. Well, this is this is new to me because I feel like it's got a fracture there now. So left side of his face mm. is bruised mm. and I feel fractured. Like, I feel like it's got a fracture there. Okay. But I feel this like on me now swelling. Do you think that was the original blow from the room? That was at the side. So this he one. suffered that injury there on the island. Yeah, that's where they where they left him. Where they left him. Mm. That's where that injury came from. Yeah. At that time, where they killed him, is he tied up at that point? Yeah. And do you know what he's tied up with? At first, I keep getting that material. The next thing I get plastic tie clips. But then I, I keep seeing material the marks the stab wounds oh. they're from the original house yeah okay but the third one i think they did it there okay so you think there may have been two stab wounds yeah. originally at the house and one there i reckon they got kicked in there when they you say they i think three of them went but i can't see the third one leather jacket one the dark hair him and the fair-haired one stand out more and is the fair-haired one there when yeah. they kill him? He was made to go. He didn't want to go. He but it, he was go. sort of... I, I have a feeling with him that he wanted to be in that gang, mm. but I think they used him more than anything just to do bits and bobs. But he, he wasn't no. as vicious as No, he wanted to knock about with them, but right. he wasn't like the rest of them. That's but that really information I just got now is what it's just given me out, so that's new to me. Well, that's great. When you got when you got asking questions like that, I can ask the question because you don't really know what to ask at home, do you? When you're on your own, I think that unless he wants to say it's a word, I mean, there's some. He's saying there's something that you've found out before because you've done some work on him before. Yeah, there's something you find out that it was is a link. There's something a, a strong point that you you found. Have you had some paperwork? about him or unless this is what's going to come we've with not had any official no there's some like brown paper writing paper unless this is what's going to come it might that stands out no we've not yet but we expect it you'll have it two weeks that's good a thursday a thursday he'll come and read over your shoulder great well tell him he's amongst friends and tell him he's amongst people that want to help he just said thank you. He'll settle, he'll rest then. Is the girl still alive? Well, I think the answer to that is there was a girl involved. She probably mm. is still alive. Yeah. Was there a murderer? Is he still alive? Yes, almost certainly. Mm. Because if he was 19 at the time, he's 69 now. The chances mm. are he's still alive. Yeah. 10 years' time, the chances are he'll be dead. Mm. And so, therefore, if there's going to be any resolution to this, mm. it's kind of got to be now. You've seen him and you've seen the. The perpetrators. Did you ever see the girl? No, I got a feeling she was still upstairs and made to stop upstairs. So you come to a part in the house so much and that's it. And you think, oh, and they sort of take it away and they leave as well. And you think, oh, 
Up to a bit more there, but you can't. You don't push the spirits no. if they if you because you, it's trusting really, isn't it? And they give what they want to give. Yeah, that's it. Then before it went in, I'll be in on the phone. Yeah, just what is. Do you think she was in on it, or well, do you think well, she was an innocent? I'm really not sure. Because I have a feeling she was still upstairs. Yeah, but you think she was? She had lured him there. Asking good questions, that I, I could ask. Because when you're at home on your own, you don't know what to ask, do you? Oh, you I've don't ne- really I've never do it. No, you really. <laughs> that I just asked the questions that I'd ask if he was here. Yeah. Well, before we get into analysing what Ian told us, a couple of things just to note: I'm releasing this podcast on Tuesday, the 23rd of March. And in three days time, Friday the 26th of March, it will be the 50th anniversary of the discovery of Fred by David Nathan. Now, there are a couple of things happening which commemorate that. Firstly, the BBC on their Crime Watch programme is doing an appeal, a reenactment of the case, in the hope that it will jog someone's memory. And let's hope that some important information comes from that appeal. Also, uh, through the Facebook page, Who Was Fred the Head, we're having an online kind of get-together just to give people a chance to talk through the case uh, and to ask any questions they may have about the case and put their own ideas about the case forward, which will be really interesting. I'm very much looking forward to that. So if you have the opportunity to join us on Friday the 26th, uh, have a look at the Facebook page and you'll be very welcome. So what do we make of what Ian had to say? Well, the first thing I want to say is that I've got no doubt of his good intentions. He honestly believes that he speaks with Fred and he honestly wants some reconciliation to this case. And I'm very pleased that he spoke to me. But when I look at the factual information that he provided, I start to have some doubts. The address he gave us, 56 George Street, doesn't exist. George Street itself does exist, but there's only a couple of houses on there. It might one day have had a five to six George Street, but no 56. He mentioned also what he was tied up with, material or plastic tie clip. That's not what he was tied up with. We know what he was tied up with, and it was industrial twine. He mentioned that there was a fracture on the cheekbone. There wasn't a fracture on the cheekbone, There's no evidence on the skull itself of any damage of that nature. He also mentioned that there'd be some documentation coming and Fred would be looking over my shoulder as I read it. That never happened. That said, and remember this was recorded 18 months ago, some of the details that he did mention are still standing up today. The fact that he thinks the perpetrators knew about the site, I think he's right. The fact that the mill keeps coming up, and it does keep coming up. The fact that he was a relative newcomer to Burton. He wasn't a local person, but he travelled there. I think that's probably valid as well. He also gets the physiology of the body right as well, in terms of height, in terms of the colour of the hair. But that could just mean that he's put those features together in the same way I have. It doesn't make me a medium. One of the things I'm interested in, though, about mediums is I think sometimes these things can be the result of a repressed memory from childhood. Maybe Ian has heard some of this information years ago. 
when he was a little boy. Now, let's be clear, I'm not suggesting for a second that Ian has anything to do with this, but I'm just wondering whether he may have picked up things in half-heard conversations decades ago that now are kind of forming an idea in his mind as to what happened. So I can honestly say I'm not sure that we are moved forward by this. Very interesting diversion though it was. It doesn't give me any fresh leads so to speak. But to be honest we'll only know whether Ian Griffiths really has been talking to Fred when we know the full story and if when we do know that story it matches with Ian's well that's pretty good proof next week on the mysterious case of Fred the Head we return to more solid scientific ground and I get something of a lucky break I wanted to include a forensic science input into this case and not knowing any forensic scientists I decided to call the head of forensic science at the University of Derby, a guy called Jonathan Wright. I just rang him out of the blue. I left him a message, not really expecting him to get back to me, but a couple of minutes later, my phone rang and it was Jonathan. I asked him if he'd ever heard of a cold case called Fred the Head. He had, and in fact, the forensic science department at the University of Derby had had Fred's head in their possession for quite a long time. They did a series of tests on that skull and it revealed some very, very interesting information that I did not know. I'm sure you'll find very interesting and it definitely points us in quite a specific direction. Until next time, goodbye. The Mysterious Case of Fred the Head is a GSC Media production. Written, produced and narrated by myself, Ken Davis. <laughs>